Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, welcome to Bitch Slap. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, this is Desi Jadikin. And this is Melrose Place Season 2, Episode 25, The Two Mrs. Mancini's. Great episode. Yes. All bangers. (laughs) This week, yeah, this is a pair of bangers, 25 and 26. Yeah. I'm really excited to talk about it. Let's just get right into it. It's morning at Melrose Place, and Billy and Allison are getting ready for work. Billy has emerged from the shower in a tan robe. Later, we'll see him drinking orange juice straight out of the carton. Yeah. He's very cozy. Why is he doing that? It's Billy. It's it's sick. That's a Billy move. (laughs) How does Allison not say anything? Or have they just decided, like, that's your carton? You can drink out of it. I and bet, now this is my carton. I bet they buy two cartons. And there's a Billy carton and an Allison carton because it's, that's his behavior and it's he won't disgusting. change it. So Allison gets a phone call from her mom and her mom wants her to come home to Wisconsin for her dad's 50th birthday. Yeah. I and, got triggered because it's like these people are 50, but they look old as hell. They look 70 <laughs> at least, at least. It's crazy, right? Is that just a 1994 50? That's a hard I, 50. I thought it was like people were already starting to look good at 50 even then. It's just wild to me. My dad was like in his 40s in the 90s and he looked way younger than those people. Yeah, I mean it's just their style too. Is like very old person or it's like I don't know re- they look hard yeah they look rough these no parents. and the, the dad at his party at some point he's like you'll be here soon to a guy that literally looked no he looked 70. 90 guy, <laughs> I was like he's not there yet no that guy looked like even older than him okay we, well, we okay sorry I jumped ahead no this is such a good episode Allison does not want to go to Wisconsin now up until we haven't heard about Allison's parents since season one. And if if you remember back in season one, Allison was always like a little weird and vague about her parents. Like she didn't seem to have like a warm and fuzzy relationship with them. And things were kind of weird. And then there was like the dad cheated on. Remember that? Right. There was the affair that her dad had. This That is as much as we really knew about her the parents. The mom stayed with the dad after a long affair. Yes. And I was, did she like go meet the other woman or something? 
she might have. I don't remember. But that was why she had such a strong reaction, I think, to the infidelity. Like, Yes. But here's... And I wish I, wish I had a stronger memory now because I thought the parents got divorced... And she met the new girlfriend at some point, or the maybe the dad was just introducing her to the girlfriend. I don't remember. Or the side piece. But regardless, things were a little weird at home, and Allison doesn't want to go back to Wisconsin, but her mom's going to guilt trip her. This is where Billy's drinking orange juice straight out of the carton by the fridge, and she's like, I get, I'm going. She just, she's like, I have to go. And Billy's like, alone? And she's like, well, yeah. And he's like, well, hello. I want to meet your parents. I mean, this is bizarre to me that they have never had this conversation. I can understand (laughs) Allison telling Billy I don't have a good relationship with my family and I don't want them involved with the wedding or anything like that. But she didn't tell him that, though. She didn't tell him that. And I think it's fair for Billy to be concerned that he hasn't met her parents yet. Right. That's what I'm, that's what I can't believe that they haven't had this conversation yet about how she doesn't want him to meet the parents and why. Right. Like, I feel like that's kind of normal. Like, look, I don't have a relationship with my parents. You might not ever meet them. Right. Like, I don't have, I feel like that's something she could have easily told him already. She didn't. And, she hasn't told them that she's engaged. And he's like, you haven't told them that we're engaged? Another weird thing. Yeah. Because she could tell him she's not telling them and why. Yes. Uh, and Bizarre. And she she puts it back. She goes, Billy. She's like, I don't want my parents meddling in our wedding. Great. Tell Billy that. But she doesn't also, <laughs> but also Allison doesn't seem to have a reason why, like, I mean, it looks like she can't say no to her mom. So she could very easily say, look, my mom's a meddler. It's easier not to tell her than to get her not to do shit. But also it is weird because at like at this point, like we there isn't any incident that we know about or that Allison's even aware of at this stage that would like like make her not want someone to meet her parents. Like that is no. Also, what is she gonna do for the wedding? Like, why even have a wedding if you don't get along with your parents to that extent? Just fucking go to the courthouse. I don't know. But Kay Beacon is back, Desi. Yeah, we hadn't seen her in a while. We haven't seen Kay in a long time. She's being a big old bitch to Jane. They're walking down the street, and she's she's berating Jane for something like they had a... There's like a problem with her lease, and Kay Beacon, it seems like she doesn't have money for the rent or she hasn't paid the rent on her lease. I had no idea what this issue was, but apparently Jane was like, we can afford it or something. She was like trying to get a lease reduction maybe. Yeah. I have no idea. She's renegotiating her lease and Jane fucked it up somehow. So Kay's yelling at her. But I'm also confused because I was like, so this is a lease for a different store, not the one by the beach. I was thinking that too. <laughs> this store looks like, um, or this studio looks like it's downtown. Yeah, it's like a brick, kind of like old building. Right. And That's her what, studio in Santa Monica or wherever is like the white yeah. and glass, like modern structure. Like a beach place. And this was totally downtown LA vibes. And um, so that was like a little change there. But 
she's they're walking down the street. K Beacon answers her giant cell phone. And this was so bizarre. It was a phone call for Jane. Even Kay was like, What? <laughs> Why would you be calling me on my cell phone? These are expensive. <laughs> Cell phones used to be so expensive to talk on. You literally did it for emergencies or to be like, look at this. Yeah. You're like, I'm willing to spend $10 to be cool. <laughs> like whatever it was. Yeah. And so we see a close-up of Jane as she's on the phone and she says, oh my God. So yeah. Yeah. What happened? What happened? At the beach house, Sydney is hosting a little get together, like a tea party for a bunch of women on the deck. For never explained. Never, this is never <laughs> explained. Who are these bitches? Is it like doctor's wives or something? I have no clue, but there's a bunch of broads on the deck mm. and they're having like a little tea party. And Jane shows up to tell Sydney that their grandmother has died. Graham died. Graham died. <laughs> and Sydney's not that upset. She's she doesn't even know if she'll go to the funeral. We get a you know, she's she's real bitter that Sydney is like the you know, black, black sheep. sheep of the family. And she's like, well, grandma didn't like me anyway. I like when Sydney's like, well, at least I'm not a hypocrite going <laughs> when I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> that night, Amanda plays pool with Jake at Shooters. And he's still going to, he's really going to do this boat business. It's really happening. Yeah. He's like talking to Amanda about the business and he has a proposition for her. He's like, you know, this could be, this could be good for you too. We could have like D and D could do photo shoots on the boat and you wouldn't have to pay for it. And she was like, Jake, we'd still have to pay for a bunch of shit for the photo shoot just because you have a location. Yeah. Um, she's not that impressed. At Melrose place, Allison is packing for Wisconsin and Billy, this is a classic Billy moment because he's right about he's right about the situation, but his execution and handling the situation is wrong. Yes. He barges in the bedroom and he's like, Elthin, Elthin, I bought two tickets for Wisconsin. Mm. Okay. And Allison is in the room holding a royal blue handkerchief up to her hand it's a satin handkerchief what is she doing she's looking at bridesmaids dress swatches oh was that what that was that's what that was why is she doing that while she's packing i don't know (laughs) it's so weird it's so weird um she's like packing but she's also holding this little fabric swatch at the same time but i was like it was like she was trying to look at it against her skin tone or something (laughs) what she was doing it it was so weird because I was like, "What is she? Is that something she's bringing to the party? Like, what the hell?" Um, also, don't pick that color. No, that color was bad, and that fabric look, looked really cheap. It's a classic, grotesque bridesmaid uh, color yes. and fabric. Yes, and of course, Allison's going with it. Mm. Well, she does decide on pink later. <laughs> <laughs> she says, "When Billy tells her that he." Bought himself a ticket for Wisconsin. She's like, Billy! It's ridiculous. It's really stupid that he did this. And she's like, we can't. And he's like, I thought we could make the announcement at the party. And she's like, we can't make our announcement at my dad's party. We'll totally steal his thunder. Billy! But that's not even really what's going on. No. <laughs> no, that's not what's going on at all. She doesn't, she just doesn't 
want to tell her parents regardless. Yeah. It doesn't matter how they know. They are not going to know. And she explains to him, because he's like, what's going on with you, Allison? Yeah. And she's like, I like to compartmentalize my life. And she's like, he says, I'm going with you to help not ruin things. He thinks he's being really helpful. Nice try, Billy. <laughs> And she's like, fine, you can go. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. She's not happy about this situation. This isn't about Billy. This is not about Billy. This is about her and her issues that she hasn't resolved with her family. No, it's I, I'm mad at Allison because she's forcing me to agree with Billy. Because mm. he is right. This he, is weird. He is right. But it's like, just have the conversation. Don't force yourself onto a trip. Just be like, we need to talk about what's going on here. She should be able to have a conversation, an honest conversation with Billy about this if she's going to marry him. It's crazy. And also they've been best friends. Like It's not like they just started dating and they're rushing into, into a marriage. Like They've been best friends for like two years now. Yeah. It's just, this is ridiculous. So Jane is on the phone with her mother when there's a knock at the door. It's Allison, and she's holding that little swatch of fabric. Okay. And she, Allison says to her, you know, I think the bridesmaids should wear pink. Oh, I missed that line. So presumably Jane had given her this fabric swatch, and she decided, no, royal blue, I don't want that to be my wedding color. No. We want pink. Grandma, we find out from Jane that Grandma has left... Sydney out of the will mm. and that Jane she left Jane a hundred thousand dollars nice and she's really conflicted she feels like a little guilty about it she's like Sydney already feels like the black sheep and I feel guilty taking like being like to be excited for coming into this money when I'm sad that my grandma died she shouldn't feel bad I mean, I think she's sad her grandma died, but she shouldn't feel bad about Sydney. No, after not all at all. Sydney's done. <laughs> Come on. And they talk about this for a little bit, and then Jane she doesn't spill the beans, but she does say to Allison, she's like, you know, Sydney. Sydney has something on Michael. They're not happy together. She she cannot hold it in. You know, when you know something and you try to get the other person to guess it without even doing anything. Yes, you're like, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. Because you need someone to know. Yeah. Then in the courtyard, Michael shows up and he corners Matt. Mm. He is pissed off. And he's he says to Matt, he goes, you told Jane about the lab reports, big man? Big man. (laughs) You a big shot? He's so tough in this scene. And he's threatening Matt. He's like, you, you, better tell, you better tell her you lied. You better retract that, that statement. I want those, that's, that signed document back that you did. They did like 20 copies, Michael. Yeah. There isn't just one, yeah. you idiot. And she said as much. No, and, Michael, and Matt is over it. He's, he's, like, so- he's like, I am not being threatened by you anymore, you fucking jabroni. Like, get away. He has had it with Michael. He says to him, then go get it yourself. Or do you have to ask Sydney for permission first? Ooh. And Michael loses it and he punches Matt in the face. Yeah. And then Matt says, don't you ever touch me again. And then Michael says, 
When's the last time you said that that to a guy, Matt? Huh? <laughs> Get it? You're gay. <laughs> this is some classic Michael Mancini. Yeah. He'll um, always bring that up when he can. He's always going to go for the homophobic blow. Yeah. And that's when Matt punches Michael in the stomach and then kicks him in the face. Ugh, it felt great. It was a great moment for Matt. Because Matt's like a, he seems like a pretty tall guy. Like a, you know what I mean? Like he's like built. He's got, he's like, he's got a nice bod. He's got a nice bod. He's way taller than Michael. Yeah. Who's like all, all anger and muscle, but like five, seven or something. Like I'm just saying to get Matt fielding to resort to physical violence, you really have to cross a line. And Michael crossed a line big time. Only, I feel like only Michael could get him to that point. Now, Jake, if Jake had overheard oh, forget about Michael it. saying these <laughs> things to Matt, Jake would have like thrown him into the fucking pool and then sent a Molotov cocktail through his house. Jake is looking for an excuse to punch someone because <laughs> he's always got some pent up rage he needs to get out. And if he can do it while defending Matt, <laughs> yeah. even better. Exactly. Look like a good guy. Yeah. So... Then Matt says to Michael, go to hell, Michael. Mm. The next day, Amanda is leaving for work and Jane wants to talk to her. She wants advice about starting her own design firm. And Amanda thinks, she's like, well, that could be really risky. She's like, I want you, you know, it's very hard to start your own business, Jane. I just do very um, non-risky investments with my money. Right. Like, why, why is Jane going to Amanda? I like how Amanda's like the expert businesswoman. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she, but Jane is like set on starting her own design firm. She yeah. wants her own shop. And so she, Amanda tells her, well, if you're going to do it, I suggest putting 80% of the money into the business and keeping 20% for yourself to live on in the meantime. And pay your rent. And pay your fucking rent. Because that's what I really care about. Yeah. Billy and Allison arrive at her parents' house in a taxi cab that looks like it belongs in Dick Tracy. It's like the one Billy used to drive. <laughs> Except even older. Yeah. This like Billy's cab was like 70s. This cab is like from the 40s. This is unbelievable. Because it's like, this is the writers of Melrose Place. We're like, we're in Wisconsin. And it looked so... I was like, where did they film this? Like some little neighborhood in the valley probably. Yeah. Because it was like very lawns, picket fences. Yeah. And it's like, hey, we're in a different world. Desi, this cab looked like it had an awooga horn. <laughs> I couldn't believe how old looking this cab was. <laughs> so Allison takes off her ring in the cab before they go inside. Mm. This is So sad. shady. This is like very dishonest. And it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> it gets way worse. We meet Allison's mom. She's totally Allison's mom. Yes. Like she's wearing her pleated khakis. A little cardigan. A little, yeah, cardigan. Or she has like a vest. She's very Allison's mom. And she says to Allison, oh, I had no idea you were bringing Billy. Yeah. And she says, there's someone waiting for you inside. And Billy, to Allison's mom, is her. she brought her roommate. Yeah. 
It's her roommate. She, <laughs> she, they don't even know they're dating. They don't even know they're dating. And so this guy named Adam is waiting inside for Allison, and he's like very hot. He's like a hunk. He's a hunky 90s guy. Totally. And it's clear that there's some history there with Allison. Oh, because he's like, ooh, Allison's coming in town. And you know, the mom's like, Allison's coming in town. Like, this is your chance to get back together. Right. Right? Like, the mom always liked Adam. Yeah. And she's excited. He's probably like the son of the richest man in town. Yeah. And she thinks like, (laughs) oh, if they get together, then Allison will move back to Wisconsin Mm. and she'll be a housewife. Billy meets Adam and he frowns. Like he just immediately frowns. Yeah, he's, not again. He, he's so upset. <laughs> by the way, did you see that this episode was directed by Parker Stevenson? No. Oh, wait, that's the next episode. Okay. Okay. Um, Billy's pissed. He, he, he thinks that this guy's here to steal his woman. Um, he, he's already furious about this. Right, because there's now now it's like they're not even engaged, so right. the guy has no reason to like lay off. And so, the mom introduces Billy as Allison's roommate to yeah. the guy, making matters worse. And then she's like, "Billy, you can stay in the guest room, up in the attic, up in the attic. Allison, you can stay in your bedroom or whatever." So they go upstairs, and Allison admits to Billy that she dated Adam in high school. And he's pissed. He's like, Allison, you need to tell someone that we're engaged. Yeah. She's like, Billy, I'm going to do it on my own terms. <laughs> this is so weird. After, I'll tell them we're engaged after the wedding. On the boat, Joe is shooting a male model. Why? Who, Why is Joe the photographer on this boat? Joe. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Somehow for this big design, I mean, advertising firm in Los Angeles, the only photographer they know is Joe. But why would they hire, wouldn't they be like, let's not hire Joe for this one? Because this is where she killed her um, baby's daddy. This is crazy. Like, she already said she didn't want Jake to buy the boat. But now she's traumatizing, And she's just there like, sexy, good, looking good. It's like, you just killed someone here, girl. She shouldn't be. (laughs) She should not be on that boat at all. I'm just surprised they would even offer her this gig. It's crazy. No, you're right. It is crazy, especially since it was such a big deal in the last episode. Oh, yeah. Um, This guy, I don't know what he's selling. Like, what is... Like, he's just holding, like, a a little lifesaver, and he's shirtless. Yeah. I have no idea. What? I never know what D&D is selling. What, what are they advertising here? I mean, that's, like, advertising 101. Right. What's <laughs> what's the product? What's the product? Jake and Amanda are also on the boat, and Jake, for some reason, is wearing a white button-down shirt and khakis. That's his professional boat renter shirt and outfit. It's so weird because that's not Jake. That's not Jake at he all. He is a jeans and white t-shirt guy. And Amanda's complaining that they brought two coolers instead of three coolers. I don't understand why she needs three coolers. For what? Was it just beverages for the shoot? Um, I, I had no idea. Is it like the product? <laughs> like what, what was this? I think she was just trying to be a little nag. I think she was trying to be a nag too. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back.
is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So this male model ends up asking Joe out to dinner, even though she initially tells him, I don't date talent. He's like, oh, you think I'm talented? He's supposed to be a real charmer, but I was, I thought he was a little aggressive, to he, be honest, because <laughs> he's like grabbing her and kissing her already. Yeah, he was a little handsy with her on the docks, mm-hmm. but look, Joe still hasn't gone to therapy for what she's dealt with, what she's gone through in the past few months. Now and she's shooting on the boat where she, it all happened. She's right on the boat where it happened, and now she's going to date the male model. So she agrees to go to dinner with him tomorrow at 7.30. And you'll never guess where they go to dinner. Mm. That night, Kay Beacon is out front of the studio arguing with this landlord. When Jane appears and she says, sorry, Kay, he's got a new tenant. Right, because Kay is trying to haggle him. And she's like, well, you can. good luck seeing if you can get someone else. To take this lease. Right. Because this is my final offer. <laughs> and that's when Jane appears and she's like, I'm taking, I'm taking over, bitch. Well, I like that Jane was in the in the um shadows. Like hiding. <laughs> like that would have never happened. Yeah, she like did a magic trick and revealed herself. And <laughs> Kay says to her, You don't have the talent or the bankroll. And Jane says, wrong on both accounts. Jane's, she's in full-on bitch mode. Mm. We love it. And she says, if you'll excuse me, I have a plane to catch. <laughs> Gotta go to Graham's funeral. <laughs> Get my money. <laughs> At the beach house, Sydney looks really depressed. She's just sitting in an armchair in the dark. And Michael comes home, and he's like, oh, I heard your grandma died. <laughs> hey, babe. <laughs> Hey, babe. Her Graham died. Oh, I guess Sydney says that to Michael. Graham died. Graham died. And he's like, huh, oh, how about that? She always loved me, that Graham. <laughs> <laughs> the funeral's tomorrow, and they'll be reading the will. And that, yeah, Michael's like, oh, that Graham always loved me. I bet I'm in the will. We better go down there. Why would he think that? <laughs> <laughs> like, this whole story, this whole aspect of the story is so implausible. Like, to me, like that he would think he'd be in the will and they better go to the funeral. Yeah. To get it's like you're gonna just take off work, fly to Chicago. You're a doctor. Because you think you're in the will. <laughs> it's also like if you were, you don't have to be at the reading. Right. No. Like no. And this will reading isn't in like um Paso Robles. This will reading's in Chicago. 
It's just so stupid. It's it's crazy. So he he's like, we got we got to see if we're in that will. Get that money, Sydney. Um, and she says. Then he also says that the grandma was sending him money while he was in medical school. Like he thinks that that means like, oh, she always wanted to give me money. Yeah. Michael, and she, look, she always liked me. We can't, no one can figure out the way Michael's brain works. I bet when he was in <laughs> medical school, like when, and when he also, when he first started dating Jane, the wheels were already turning in his head. Like, I'm going to suck up to this old broad. Maybe she'll leave me in the <laughs> yeah. well one day. Oh yeah. He's, he's been plotting this forever. Just because they got divorced doesn't mean he's not going to still try to get it. Right. We're at Allison's dad's birthday party, and it's a surprise party. And I don't know where they are. Mm. They're in some kind of rec room. It's like the Elks Lodge. They're in the Elks Lodge? <laughs> yeah, because there's like wood paneling on the walls. Yeah, totally. It's totally that. This is a big party. Oh, yeah. All the- these 50, 70-year-old looking 50-year-olds <laughs> getting down. <laughs> All these old people there who are allegedly in their late 40s or 50. Yeah. Drinking seven and sevens. They're drinking seven and sevens. Everyone's dancing. Did you see that mullet guy dancing? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I I, I gasped. I gasped. We panned to like the dance floor. There's like a little dance floor area. And it's just this shot of this guy with a mullet like getting down. He's wearing like the pleated Z Cavalucci pants. I was like, this guy is like, he works in the crew. And they're like, just put put Anthony in this scene. He's got some moves. (laughs) Hold on. Put him in some better pants. Put these on. Put these on. Oh, those are nice. (laughs) Those pleated. pleated. I can really dance in these. They're loose in the crotch. I can get down. (laughs) I was like, where's that? I was like, just focus on this guy. Who is this guy? When they cut away from him, I was so bummed. I really thought we were going to like, because the way they shot this made it seem like we were about to get a Grease style extended dance scene. Yeah, because it was like, why would we focus on him at all if you're not giving us that? It really felt like he was about to become the Chacha de de Gregorio of this birthday party. Because he was front and center. I mean, I guess there's like, there's one way to show this is a fun party. We've got to get this guy out there and get down. I love this guy. He doesn't look like he's friends with any of these people. He's like, why? He's like snuck into this party. I think he snuck into the party. He's been in whatever part of Wisconsin. I doubt it's like any happening part of Wisconsin that the Parkers live at. And this guy was so bored. Yeah. He like had gotten real drunk and he's like, heard from somebody from someone's dad that there was a party oh my god he didn't care whose party obsessed he he just heard it was a party then this is bizarre billy and allison go up to the stage where people make toasts with adam was adam up there yes why I, i was like did i miss a scene they had to they they had to have cut out a scene because Adam is on the stage when Billy and Allison go up there. And then he says something later Later, that I was like, what is he talking about? They had to have cut the yes. scene out. He must have been singing a song they couldn't get the rights Maybe to. Maybe that's what it was. Because he's like, now I feel embarrassed or something or like whatever. 
I want to know what they cut out. Because this because this scene was so abrupt and yes. so strange the way it happened. No, I agree. I think I think he was because that was my thought too. I was like, oh, did he sing something? He must have sang something. He must have sang like boys to men. We gotta our, we have a whole crew of people who tell us what songs they were. So please find out what this song was for us. So Billy and Allison are on this stage, and Billy just straight up says, Allison and I have an announcement. I've asked Allison to marry me. <laughs> he doesn't even give her a chance to, to say. She, and she does. I, w- I would have been like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just announces. He's like, I've asked Allison to marry me. And she said yes. And everyone's ecstatic. You even hear someone go, wow, in the background. <laughs> That's what we all thought. I rewound it. <laughs> someone was like, ow. Uh, <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. Allison's looking at him like, oh, Billy. But she's got to play it a little cool. Yeah, yeah. But she looks pissed. Oh, yeah. The next day, Allison is sitting on a very shabby, chic wooden bench swing outside of her parents' house. It's just literally in the front yard. Yeah. And her mom comes outside to talk to her. Allison apologizes about not telling her about the engagement. And that she's really, she was really angry with Billy, but she realized he was right. And that she should have told her parents. And she didn't tell her because, she didn't tell her parents because saying out loud would have made it real. Which is like, that's not what you said. Ever. That's she's that's lying. a new thing. That's a totally new <laughs> thing. We've never had any indication yet that Allison's had cold feet. Like she hasn't expressed that at all. No. This is just a lie. And then her mom says, Is it because your dad and I have had our troubles in the past? Mm. Yeah. But I guess it's not. Meanwhile, Billy's in the kitchen with dad, and dad is making his famous cheddar potato soup. It does, that sounds good. Yeah, but I was skeptical about some of the ingredients. I'm skeptical of the dad's recipe. Yeah. he probably just uses cream of chicken soup can and like Velveeta. He clearly doesn't make his own chicken stock for the soup. Oh, he's not making anything homemade. I was skeptical about like the carrots and the celery going into the soup. Hmm. I mean, it could be good. I mean, you probably puree it. It's a pureed soup. I guess you usually. want the, the mirepoix. Yes. So you would puree it. You wouldn't even see it, I think. That's right? true. That's true. I'm still skeptical. Oh, yeah. It's gross. Um, dad, Billy's like, <laughs> the dad's like, Billy. Will you go get some chicken broth down in the basement? Yeah, they've got like cans down there. <laughs> yeah, it's like his fallout shelter. It's so gross. It's so weird. He has like just one shelf in there that's all chicken broth. It's so weird. Like he buys so much chicken broth, he needs like a special storage for it. He makes that soup a lot. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Billy goes down to the basement. It's a little bit dark and creepy. And then he gets distracted because he sees a train set. Okay, I wanted to throw up because I was like, of course Billy's like, a train set! (laughs) 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 Choo-choo! Billy was so excited for this train set, it literally sickened me to the core. He was literally about to put on a little conductor's hat and just sit there for hours. No, it was... I, I couldn't believe it. 
But he, it, uh, yeah, it was he, so him. He was so excited. He immediately turns it on without thinking. He's not even just looking at it. He's like, I want to play with the train. Got to play with the train. Allison! <laughs> <laughs> That was the best part is that he's so excited about this train set that he starts screaming for Allison. It's like she probably knows about the train set in the basement. Yes. Like she knows that there's a train set down there. She grew up there. Also, should he really be touching someone's train set? Because those people are psychotic about (laughs) their train sets. Anyone who has a train set in their basement, it's always an adult. It's never for the child. It's always for like the dad. And or like Bobby from Sopranos. <laughs> Remember when yeah, he was into yeah. trains? Yes, yes. <laughs> but he's an adult. Look, an adult into trains, those people have like some serious like issues with their train sets. They always have a dark secret. Yes, because they're reliving their childhood, but then they also don't want children to play with their trains. But it's like, that is a, that is a kid's toy, <laughs> sir. And Billy is a child, so of course he's going to touch it. <laughs> but they're always like tinkering on it and like adding new like trees. While their family is falling apart. Yeah. And they're upstairs. building this whole perfect world yeah. downstairs. <laughs> it's such a deep seated. Like, <laughs> it's such an archetype. Uh, the tr- the train set people. <laughs> <laughs> don't add us. Please don't. I seriously doubt we have any train. What if we do? Have I a- bet. I, look, we I probably have at least one. Out of our listeners, I bet there's one person who has a wonderful father who just happens to own a train set. I listen to your show while I'm putting those trees on, ma'ams. <laughs> <laughs> it's very it used to be a soothing activity but now i won't listen to your show one star also p.s tone it down with the vulgar language yes choo 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 billy is screaming for allison who is disassociating on the couch upstairs yeah like she is she's a, like all but rocking she's in a complete k-hole upstairs yeah and she's like, he's like allison Allison, come down here. And he runs upstairs. But before he runs upstairs, I'm sorry, I forgot this part. He finds a doll in a box and grabs it and brings it upstairs. Like, oh, my God, I found a doll. For your doll collection. (laughs) (laughs) Is this your doll? (laughs) She's like, oh, Billy, I don't like going in the basement. And then the dad emerges. He's like, hey, what's taking so long? My potato cheese soup needs to get on the stove. (laughs) (laughs) And then, so Billy gets back in the kitchen with dad and Allison throws the doll in the trash. And we get like a zoom in on the doll's face in the trash. Right. And the doll is dirty. Yeah. It's scary. And super, super creepy. Well, surprise, surprise. Look where Joe's out on a date with her model. Shooters. Do you like wings? <laughs> What's crazy about this is he's the one who asked her if she wanted to go to dinner. So this implies that Joe was like, yeah, but only if we can go to Shooters. Yeah, it's right down the street. I don't care easy. about food. Yeah, He's drawing a picture of Joe on a napkin. And she's like, I want to see it. Yeah. This whole scene, I get where they're going, but they never really nail it home. Do you no, know what I mean? But Daphne Zuniga does have a great scene later at yes. D&D with this guy. 
he kisses her and she's really impressed by this picture that he drew of her. And then he asks if she wants to have something stronger because she's been drinking club soda all night. Yeah. And she's like, no, he's like, she's like, I'm actually pregnant, but the dad's dead. (laughs) (laughs) She literally says it that way. Yeah. She's like, his dad died a month ago and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, She's like, you want to leave now? I understand. And he's like, no, I want to have dinner with a beautiful lady. Yeah. I love that Joe said it that way. Because it's like, just cut to the chase. Yeah. And it's like, she's, it's like, this is why I'm Eeyore. I think. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been even better if she would have been like, and no, I haven't started producing milk yet. So don't ask. Yeah. And she she does not say that she is the one who killed him because that would have really been a date ender. I killed him. <laughs> I went to jail for a few weeks. Yeah. And then I got off because it was self-defense. You still want to have this date? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anyone would say yes, I think, at that point. Yeah. You got to hear You got to get it all. You all got to get the tea. Allison and Billy are getting ready to leave at night. I guess they got a red eye home. Who knows? And Adam stops by, and this is where where we understand that they had had to have cut a scene. Yes. Because Billy's like, yo. <laughs> He's like, Adam, you got a great voice there. Yes, that's right. So Adam must have like sang a song as a tribute to Allison's dad. Or did he sing an inappropriate song to Allison? Probably. Like you said, like Boys to Men. Or- I bet he sang Boys to Men. <laughs> I he sang he some sang. kind of romantic song to her. Yeah. Or maybe it was like, can I ask out your daughter? Like one of those songs where they're like talking about daddy's little girl or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was something inappropriate, clearly. I'd love to see that cut scene. Me too. Allison goes upstairs to get something. And Adam is like, look, Billy, I'm sorry. You're a really lucky man. Allison's really great. Um, And then he drops a little... Nugget. Mm. He's like, you know, the, he's like the Parkers. They're really nice. He's like, they're they're nice, but they're a little weird. And if you say that about someone in the Midwest, that is devastating. Yeah, because that means they're super fucking fucked up in some way. Because that's polite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, they're weird, and Billy's like, weird. And he's like, it's hard to explain. It's like they're too polite. You know, I've known them for years, but I hardly know them at all. Mm. And he says, I think that Allison moved to L.A. to get away from them. Yeah. Billy doesn't ask enough questions. I would have been like, tell me everything. Yeah, like, let's go on a walk. Yeah, let's go on a walk. (laughs) Right now. Why are you just telling me this when I'm leaving? Right, the party was boring as hell. You should have told me this at the party. We could have had some drinks. It would have been the best party of my (laughs) life. Tell me everything. (laughs) At the will reading, I love a will reading in any, in a movie, in a TV show. It's like so good. It's always, there's always going to be something dramatic that happens in a will reading. Have you ever been to a will reading? No. Do they even do that? I've never been. I don't really think that it's a, a thing anymore, maybe when you're really rich. Don't you just get a letter in the mail? Isn't that what it usually is? Like, I, here's what you're owed or what they left you? I guess. Yeah, I think so. Because, like, the estate, the estate, like, 
people send them out probably. Yeah. I just don't think you have to go to the reading. It is kind of like a, seems like it would be kind of a wild activity to do. Maybe it's something more of the past. I mean, it's like, does that exist or is it just on TV? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, but, but it's always a great scene. Yes. Michael and Sydney show up to this will reading late. Very soap opera moved, it's, burst in the doors. It's so soap opera. And everyone kind of turns around and is like, ugh. They're disgusted that they're there. Yeah. We hear the guy reading the will. He's like, and $100,000 to Dr. and Mrs. Mancini. And, and, and Michael goes, uh, I'm Dr. Mancini. Um, I take cash, check, or money orders. <laughs> like, he's just like, no shame. Yeah, and everyone is so disgusted with him. And it, it gets dramatic because then Sydney starts going off about how no one in the family loves her. Because Jane's, Jane's like, um, that's a mistake. It should just be Jane Mancini. He's like, oh, I don't think so, pal. Yeah. I mean, Michael is shameless because he knows damn well that the grandma just didn't know. Yeah. And Sydney is just all about her own pain with the family. And Michael has zero concern for that aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. Sydney is like moaning about how no one in the family loves her. And the mom is like, shut up, Sydney. (laughs) I've had it with you. Like, you you did this. You brought this on yourself, Sydney. I mean, Sydney did bring it on herself. And Michael, um, Michael and Sydney, Michael is like, oh, Jane, I'm going to get half of that money. Half that money's mine. And Jane and her, Jane and her mom just get up and leave. And Michael and Sydney also leave. And Sydney's really sad because all she cares about, she doesn't care about the money at this point. She just is like, no one in this family even loves me. You don't even love me. And he's like, hmm. He's like, the wheels start turning. <laughs> yeah. He goes, you know, Sid, we got to stick together now. Uh, you got to remember what exactly your family said when Jane wasn't around. Well, tell them the nice things that Graham said about me. This yeah. is very important <laughs> to get this information. This is your way of getting back at her, Sid. Yeah. And Sidney's like, I don't want to get back. Everyone hates me. And Michael goes, Sidney, I love you. She's like, what? Oh. <gasps> You want me to write down all the things that people Graham said about you that was nice? Okay. Yeah. She immediately turns around. She's so happy. She's like, tell me again, please, Michael. Ugh. This is so pathetic. At D&D, Allison is looking at the shots of this male model named Gregory that Joe, Joe took. And she's like, he's gorgeous. And Joe starts gushing about him. She's like, he's smart. He's funny. He's hot. Yeah. She had a clearly had a great time on their date. And he walks in to D&D and Joe introduces him to Allison. And then Amanda arrives and quickly pulls Allison away. And so Gregory and Joe are alone and Gregory wants to talk. And he basically tells her, he's like, look, I can't do this. It's too complicated for me. I respect him for coming and telling her. I respect him for being honest and not stringing her along. Or just not calling her ever again. Yes. Like he literally came there to tell her that. Yes. Like this was the right thing to do. But like I said before, I really liked 
Daphne Zuniga's acting in this scene. I thought she did a really good job of portraying this sort of like disappointment, but that feeling where it's like you're you're sad, but you really can't be mad. You can't blame the person or be or or be mad at them. Absolutely. I just thought I just yeah. thought this moment was good. No, she she was great in the scene. Uh, and that's a very difficult thing to convey, I think, because yes. it's subtle. It's very subtle because she's like, okay. and <laughs> But then he tries to kiss her. <laughs> he ruined it. Because well, she's like moving on. She's like already, I'm already cutting off. Yes. When he tries to go in and hug her or kiss her. Yeah, she kind of pulls away. At Jane's studio, she's unpacking deliveries. She's getting, oh, did you see some of, some of this furniture? Yeah, the it, scrolled. It is that. It's like that Alice in Wonderland. That 90s wrought <laughs> iron spirally scrolled style, like you yes. said, furniture, where it's like wrought iron spirals everywhere. But the fabrics are kind of like jester. Yeah, it's like a lot of jewel tone velvet. <laughs> tones but she like- had that like um, side table that had squiggly wrought iron and like a little glass top. Yes. Yeah, it was it's very It's a very specific point. style of this era that was popular. Yes. And Jane's, that's how she's furnishing her design studio. Because it matches her designs, <laughs> you know? It really does. So she's getting this stuff. There's delivery guys here. Amanda's there for some reason. Amanda's sitting on the red velvet couch observing and... Yeah, I guess she's there to like make sure that Jane's doing every doing okay with this. And the delivery guy tells Jane that'll be six hundred and five dollars COD. And Jane's like, "Excuse me, I asked for a bill." And he's like, "Sorry, lady, we need the cash now." And she's like, "Well, you're gonna have to bill me." And then Amanda comes up to Jane and she's like, "What's going on, Jane? Mm. Do you not have money?" You turned back one of those chairs. With the scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> and so Jane tells Amanda that Michael is contesting the will. And Amanda just gets pissed at Jane. She's like, you idiot. Yeah. She's like, I can't believe you bought all this shit before you had the money. What are yeah. you thinking? Rule one of business. Get the fucking money. Like <laughs> She's just like furious. Yeah. I mean, Jane has basically screwed herself mega. Because she does, she quit her job, so she has no income now. And antagonized the person who gave her the job. Yeah. Even though she was a bitch, but still, she burned that bridge. Totally. Billy and Allison are in bed, and he's asking her questions about Adam. And she's like, oh, I don't remember. And then Billy starts talking about his own dad. He's like, you know, my dad used to hug me all the time. He's basically talking about how his dad was like an affectionate dad growing up. And Allison says something very telling. She says, oh, no one hugged in my family. That's sad. Which is a very sad, sad statement. But it is kind of weird that Billy just out of nowhere was like, my dad was always hugging us. (laughs) (laughs) Like they didn't really, like how did that get to that point? I guess because they were just sort of on the subject of childhood memories. Yeah. At the beach house, Sydney and Michael are having a very joyous candlelit dinner. Yeah. They're, they're toasting to fucking over Jane. And Jane arrives and she's like, Michael, if you don't bow out now, I'm going to report you to the authorities about the lab report. <laughs> and 
he's like, oh, come on, Jane. You wouldn't want to sell out Matt now, would you? Yeah. He's like, he's all tied up in this, sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) And Sydney's like his little sidekick. She's giggling. And Jane is furious. She's like, Michael, I'd rather see you dead than give you half the money. And she leaves. And Michael and Sydney are laughing. And he says, past the potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're cackling together. Yeah. Back at Melrose Place, Allison is asleep. And we get a grainy black and white nightmare. Mm. She's having a nightmare about the basement at her childhood house. And we see it's like a lot of weird images. And then we see the creepy doll that she threw in the trash and it cries blood. There's trains going into tunnels. Oh yeah, the trains there and the dream. There's also the classic nightmare, the light bulb hanging from the um, ceiling that's swinging. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that is a classic. It it had like all the classics. Yeah. (laughs) In In a sort of child... Mysterious child abuse possible, uh, the mu- so, you know. The music box cues. Yes, but the doll. If we didn't get it, then the doll bleeding tears. Yeah. <laughs> Tear blood <laughs> coming out of its eyes. Um, and she wakes up afraid, and that's where we end this episode. Yeah. What's going on with Allison? Well, well, we'll, we'll, we'll find out soon. Yeah. In a major way. In a, I got to say, this is one of my favorite Melrose Place storylines. Oh, I mean, I'm always on board. I don't want to give these. it away for people who haven't, yeah. haven't, or haven't, wa- don't watch the show and are just listening to this. But, but if you, if you, if you've heard what we describe the nightmare as, I'm sure you're getting it pretty good. But the way it plays out is like the way it plays so out is crazy funny. to me. Yeah, for sure. Um. Anyway. We will be back soon with episode 26. Bye. Bye.